Hi, I'm Matt Ward, and welcome to episode 34 of the Running Industry Podcast. This year is going to be the year that everybody starts to take course seriously because as a brand which is relatively small in comparison to all the brands that we mentioned before, it's going to be the year that people start to sit up and listen and actually start to take the brand more seriously. So in today's Brand Spotlight podcast, I'll be talking to Ben Clark. Global Partnerships Manager at Coros, a performance sports technology company that helps athletes train to be their best, combining high-grade hardware with innovative technology to provide endurance athletes with the gear they rely on in the world's most extreme environments. The Coros brand launched in 2016 and claims to have advanced technology with an efficient and intuitive user experience. Coros users have set world records and been to the highest point on earth, pushing the products to the extremes. Ben's role is focused on new and existing partners, ambassadors and content creators. And in addition to his global partnerships role, Ben is also the marketing manager for the UK and Ireland. In what's been an eventful last few months for Ben, he's also been shortlisted for two categories in the 2021 UK Young Professionals of the Year Awards. So in the next 30 minutes or so, we'll find out how in the last five years, Coros has established itself in the market and in the coming years, intends to take on the big players in wearable technologies. And in case you hadn't heard, the Running Industry Podcast has now started a weekly news roundup every week with me, Matt Ward. In addition to our long-form in-conversation episodes and, of course, our new brand spotlight shows. Remember, you can follow us on social media at Run Industry on our website, runningindustrypodcast.com, where you can listen to all the previous episodes and subscribe to future ones. For now, though, on with this week's Brand Spotlight show as I chat with Ben Clark from Coros. Big accolades there, Ben. How are you doing? I'm very good, thank you. Thank you for having me on the show. Before we get into today's Brand Spotlight on Coros, uh, specifically, Ben, you're the Global Partnerships Manager. Why don't you just talk us through your role at Coros and how that fits into the business? Absolutely. So as you, as you said, my, my role is um, partnerships. So um, I work with um, everybody from big brands. Um, so we're, we're talking like all corporate sort of stated brands and um, right through to ambassadors. And I guess in a lot of people will call them influencers, but more so content creators. So it's all about building relationships for the brand um, on an exterior front. And then obviously that will create awareness and engagement for the brand, um, which should hopefully result in, in sales. Um, but I guess in, in its simplest form, it's, it's being, it's being the, the person that looks after relationships um, and how we tell our story and how we get our messages across is, is all about my role. Sure. And from your point of view, the brand is relatively new. Certainly when you look, you know, you look at some of the historical brands out there in the space. And from what I can see, the first product was a cycling helmet. So talk us through how the brand was launched back in 2016, Ben, and a little bit more about the founders of the business, if you can. Well, well Coros sort of started off in the, in the helmet sector, which was the Omni and the Lynx helmets. And we had our first helmet launch, which was actually from a Kickstarter campaign, um, which was fully funded. I think it was 300,000 US dollars plus. Um, so very successfully funded. And that's kind of where Coros sort of started. It, it began its footprint in the, in the smart helmet. By that time, we didn't have any watches. Um, it was simply a helmet business. 
And then that sort of um, transitioned more into infotainment um, solutions for cyclists. So we brought out the Safe Sound helmets, um, which bring a user the ability to listen to music or receive audio prompts from maps and their sat nav when they're riding their bike, but also using a particular type of technology called EOSS, which basically is, is not an earphone that fits in the ear, but still allows you to listen to the, your outside surroundings. So you're relatively safe on the road so you can listen to sound and also listen to traffic um the helmet had other things in there like leds for rear and also connecting to the watch and also to the app so you could get safety features as well if you fell off your bike you would get a ping to your next of kin to tell them you've been in an accident or to also call um 911 or 999 so that's kind of where we sort of started um and that's and that's the that's really the story really that's that's the inception story um of kickstarter and then in terms of the founders, so at the moment we've got Lewis Wu, who is based in the US, um, and Lewis is the CEO and founder of, of Coros Wearables. And we've got teams all across the world in pretty much every country. We've got distributed in every single country. Um, but in terms of the founder, um, that, that's Lewis based in Los Angeles in, in the US. And the name Coros, how did that come about? Well, I'm not entirely sure, but I think I think what's been alluded to in the past is that Coros is a Spanish word for chorus, um, which is, you know, gospel singing music sort of thing. And I, I, I would hazard a guess that it, it was something to do with the safe sound and the helmets and being able to listen to music. And, and that's, that's the only link I can make. The first sports watch on the timeline on your um, excellent website, which people can find in the show notes, was launched in 2018. And of course, the competition in this sector, it's absolutely fierce, isn't it? With, you know, brands like Garmin, Sunto, Fitbit, Polar, and many more. Where does Coros fit in in that space, Ben? The, the important thing to sort of define here is, is obviously the separation between lifestyle watches, which are all the aforementioned, the Garmin, the Sun the Fitbits and the Polars. I mean, especially, especially taking Apple, you know, and, and Garmin and Fitbit, they, they are more sort of lifestyle watches. So they, they make products for 90% of the market. They make watches which are designed sort of for people to, you know, sort of go from the office to the gym and back and maybe do some yoga in the morning. Or it's very along the lines of a lifestyle watch whereas Coros sort of comes in and it slithers in and it takes a little bit of a market chunk from those brands but it takes the um, customers that are involved in performance sports so our three main segments within running um, are track running um, which is track and road competitive track trail running which is quite a large segment and also ultra running which is a rapidly growing segment um, and we have watches which is which are designed specifically um, for these endemic user segments which allows us to really focus on what those users actually need, as opposed to giving them features which they don't need, such as music or you know a pay function or an app for Uber or an app for um, Domino's or anything like that. So we, we give them what, what they need, which if you're doing an ultra marathon or you're doing the marathon disciples, you need a watch which can do navigation, which will last for ideally the full six days, you know, that's super easy to use. Um, and is really durable as well. And that's exactly what the Vertex is. Sure. So that's kind of where we fit in, into this whole sort of broad range of, of watches. And, th- and I think the reality as well is that if people want a lifestyle watch, they can go and buy a lifestyle watch. But if they want a specific performance watch, really, Coros is their best bet. I guess that you're aiming at that space as well, which is another, gro- you know, real growing space, which is, you know, the adventurous and not only the 
you know, the, for want of a better word, the elite adventurers, athlete adventurers, but also just everyday people and weekend warriors who want to get the best gear to be able to practice at their hobby or their passion? Well, I think what's important is, is that we set the benchmark at, so if we take ultra running, for example, we set the benchmark by providing and bringing the best watch for ultra runners. So these are people like you know, John Kelly in the UK, um, who uses the Vertix on his Pennine way. Um, you know, that's an ideal watch for John, but also it's ideal for everybody who's not quite at the level of, uh, of John, who is more maybe an amateur runner who maybe can go up to 50 miles and, and not the, not the full Pennine way. But the idea is that we bring out a product which is ideal for everybody, um, but has the benchmark of, you know, an absolute top athlete. Yeah, sure. There are countless running brands out there, as we've just discussed, which means there's a lot of noise out there, isn't it, Ben, in terms of when it comes to cutting through and getting your product in front of runners and consumers. How do you go about it then from a marketing perspective, telling the story of the brand marketing through retailers, online stores, and through the traditional marketing um, on a global level? Sure. Well, uh, you know, I mean, this comes really down to my my role specifically, and in, 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 as I said before, you know, creating relationships exterior to the brand. But globally, we have you know, we have ambassador programs um, in almost every country in the world, and and these are direct um, ambassador brands. We we send people watches. They they do. Um, they're, they're very loyal in terms of um, what they bring for Coros. Um, and there's many benefits to that. So there's there's the content side, and there's also the product development side. Um, so all of our ambassadors get the ability to provide um, insights, not just in data, but also in terms of product improvements. So suggestions in how to make products better. Ambassadors in the past have also had the ability to influence the the, the decision of product names as well, which is pretty, I think, pretty cool. Mm. Um, but we have, you know, as I say, ambassadors, and we also have our pro athletes as well. So um, Des Linden in in the US. John Kelly is a pro athlete in the UK. Um, Elliot Kipchoge is also, um, you know, a pro athlete, and, and Emma Coburn. So they're our sort of, you know, top performance athletes who can go out and and to be the best that they can. And and in reality, the watches that we are making are designed for those people. Um, which brings me back to my my to previous question, which is, you know, we are setting that benchmark and providing products for those people as opposed to providing watches which benchmark um, the everyday person, um, which I think is really important. And that's, you know, that's kind of where Chorus's success has really come from. Um, but obviously, a lot of my role is also focused on media and PR. Um, and we have lots of um, very, very good um, relationships with our global media partners. And obviously, we have social media, which is very, very important um, from a brand sense and, and, and activations and, and exposure. Um, and then we also have our partnerships. So we've got a few partnerships in the in the UK um, at the moment. I'm very happy to announce that this week we'll be announcing a partnership with uh, the Run Testers, which are a YouTube channel of video creators. So we'll be doing some work with them to create some very exciting product promo videos and product tech videos. Um, and we've, all, we've also got our partnership with Running Reborn, um, which is Shane Benzie. Um, Shane's a fantastic guy and Shane will be helping us out both in marketing and with content creation, but also by providing product insight um, and research into the into the world of vertical oscillation, um, which is basically understanding how we can move better and more efficiently. And I think also just the, I don't want to say, I don't want to say, I don't hate using the word niche, but in the sort of, I'm going, to, I'm going to use it anyway, but in in the in the world of Coros and where Coros sort of fits in 
to this whole um, segment of you know all the brands that we mentioned before. It's one of the only brands, I think, well, actually in the wearable spec sector, the only brand which is focused on the endemic specific sports segment. So it's, it's you know, the, the Pace 2 is a specifically a track and running watch. Um, and, and just simply that culture of providing a watch for a specific um, endemic um, use has really got people talking about Kuros as opposed to the more sort of brands which are trying to create obviously something for everyone in one package which makes it very confused overall and you get you know a multitude of loads of different watches in one watch which isn't ideal for anything so that's kind of kind of what we're doing in in the world and that's been working really well um, and obviously it's all about creating awareness at the end of the day um, or at least that's my job and then obviously engagement as well um, i mean a great way of engagement is obviously going to events and actually showing people the products on hand but you, we couldn't do that for the past years as we all know but that, that's hopefully something we'll be able to do in the future and that and that and that sort of traditional marketing sense will, will be really useful as well um and then just to add on to there as well i was just going to sort of say to you as well in terms of podcasts as well and and you know going out to events you know we're, we're trying to hit as many um age groups as well it's all about um understanding that not everybody um uses tiktok or instagram you know and and, and people respond differently to different types of marketing um and we do a lot of print advertising as well because we know that some of our users <clears throat> respond better and they and they read magazines um, and some people do very well from watching tiktok and, and and instagram and you know some people like many of your listeners i imagine would be um, more podcast related so it's it's important to hit all the channels it really is and uh I'm, I'm sat here wondering how you keep up with it all ben on your own because it's kind of i'm sure there's a there's a a, a very well put together plan you talked about awareness there as well i mean Anyone who's um, you know interested in this space will have seen that Coros has certainly you know I wouldn't say exploded onto the scene, but certainly you know it's gained a lot more um, exposure and should we say traction over the last two or three years. I am quite interested in just probing a bit more on your athlete ambassadors because presumably if you've got a, an athlete who's on let's say on a on a national level um, and is using the product, getting content off them, asking them for things, it's hopefully quite straightforward. When it comes to somebody like Elliot Kipchoge who is a global superstar. How do you work out something with something like Elliot Kipchoge in terms of can we have X? Can we have him doing Y? I mean, is it through a management or is it just do you, do you pick up a uh, do you pick up your phone and um, and call up Elliot while he's out training? Well, yeah, I just got off the phone with him just now, actually. Yeah. <laughs> but um, no, I mean, Elliot is absolutely a global superstar when it comes to running. He is the goat. You know, he's the greatest of all time, and he really is fantastic. And everybody knows, you know. And I think also you can attribute a lot, of course, success to the achievements of our pro athletes. And you know, obviously, in in terms of a world where you know we're we're working with some or, or we're competing against some very very big brands, you know, we really need to stand out by having the best athletes. And Elliot and Des Linden and Emma Coburn are fantastic to have. But you're absolutely right. You know, the reality is, is that quite often gear for cheer, as I call it, um, is not enough. And that's sending people products for them to review. It's not always enough. And, and sometimes money does have to cross paths. We're very fortunate to be in a position where Elliot is an actual fan of the brand. And a lot of the product improvements that we get 
um, come from him and his team. So we get product improvements all the time. And he, he's also added as a, as a beta tester. So he's been trialing new software, which we're going to launch in whenever. Being tight-lipped about that. But when when, when we release it, he'll have tested it already and we'll get his, improve, his, his improvements. Because as I say, as, at the end of the day, he is the exact person that we're trying to get. Um, and, you know, also John Kelly in, in the UK, he's provided a lot of feedback from his Pennine way and how that um, improves the vertex going forward as a, as a top ultra runners watch. If we can enter into a situation whereby money doesn't have to cross paths, um, then I think everybody's happier overall. I'm, I'm of the view that, um, or the view and the fan of actually this whole idea of behavioral economics, um, which is that you can separate social norms from market norms. Creating a social relationship with someone is far greater and far more valuable to both, to both parties than a financial relationship where both parties are always thinking about where they fit in the market and what their value is and what their financial sum is. And once you start going down that route, it makes it suddenly more difficult. But uh, I'm very glad to say that, you know, with Des and you know, a lot of our other athletes, they're people that we work with on a, on a week, you know, on a, on a yearly basis. So in, in the sense that, you know, Des has been with us for a few years now. So they're very happy to work for Coros. Um, and we're very obviously very happy to be working with them and seeing what their next achievements are. Yeah, sure. And Des is a very, very interesting athlete, isn't she? Des is one of our, you know, pro athletes, and so she always wears the watch. So whether she wears it to bed or whether she wears it on her on her watch, she's always got the watch on because that's that's that that's her watch. She doesn't have any other watch to use. And and a lot of our athletes they love working with us because they have a watch which is designed specifically for them, um, as opposed to having a watch which which really isn't. Um, so it makes it a lot easier for me in my job and also for the rest of the team in Coros that our athletes you know enjoy using the watch and they're not feeling like they're being forced to wear it for a particular sponsorship or something. So that that's really helpful. Um, in the case of, you know, an athlete coming back from a race, we can do two things. We can, we can be in a situation where we've got their email address and their, and their details, and they're very happy to share and upload their data to our servers. And we can have a look at their, all their information behind the scenes, obviously with their consent. Um, and, w- and we can see in ways in which we can prove based on all the background information that's been collected, uh, the sort of stuff that doesn't really make sense to, to you or I, but does make sense to um, you know, the, the tech team based in China or in the US. And, and that sort of stuff, you know, if if uh, if a bug has been found, for example, you know, it will be reported probably in seconds by anybody in the Facebook group who is just an amateur. Um, it will be found and it will be sorted out same day. Um, but if it's something more like a product improvement, then Des, you know, can make that suggestion in an email. It will go straight to Lewis. Lewis will implement it. And the week later in the software update, it will be brought out. If it's if it's simple, if it's easy to do, if it's simple takes a little bit longer, then it's something that will be added to the pipeline for a bigger release. But the idea is that we want to, you know, we're very, very customer focused because obviously without the customers, there's, there's no businesses there. You're listening to the Running Industry Podcast Brand Spotlight Show with me, Matt Ward, chatting to Ben Clark from the Coros brand. Remember, we've also got a Patreon page. So if you want to help us along the way, we'd be really grateful of any support via Patreon. Links are in the show notes and on the website at runningindustrypodcast.com. Reviews and ratings also help the podcast, so it would be amazing if you could give us a little review or a rating. And of course, make sure that you subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. I'm sure you'd be aware as well, Ben, at the moment that sustainability is becoming extremely 
important for product manufacturers, whatever the brand is, whatever the sport is. And it's going to be even more so in the future, isn't it? So what's Coros doing in this field? Well, Coros is in the very, very unique and valuable position in that it is what's known as vertically integrated, um, which means that Kuros has employees all around the world, but in where the products are made, which is China, and we have our vertical integration batteries, which means that every factory and every stage of manufacturing is owned by Kuros. And so a a Kuros employee is there from resourcing to assembly to product development to, you know, creating the website to all this sort of thing and product development and customer service. It's all owned by Kuros, which allows us to really cut down on the on, on the expense uh, and also gives us more control. So we're not having to overlook, you know, whether things are being wasted in a particular way, we can, we can work out, um, you know, where we can improve in terms of efficiency. Um, and I have to admit, you know, this industry is not cheap, you know, to be involved in a wearables, um, you know, especially a wearables because there's so much involved There's you know, there's heart rate sensors, there's performance features, there's, there's everything involved, mm. but to be involved in technology, it's a very, very expensive industry. And to go up against the competitors that, you know, we mentioned before, but especially Apple and Garmin, you know, they're massive companies. Um, we've got to be incredibly resourceful. Um, and you've got to enter into the mindful, both from a marketing perspective, but also from a strategic and operations perspective. You know, you've got to be very resourceful when it comes to money, but also, you know, the actual physical resources of how do we get a product from China to, you know, a shop in Brighton um, as quickly, as cheaply and as you know, efficiently as possible, both in terms of our distribution strategy and, and, and the way in which we actually allow and set our products up really i mean i'm going to use an example here when we when we had the pace one which was the first gps watch launch in 2018 we brought that to its to its death shall we say last year you know in terms of a gps watch that's a superior long time to have a watch in the market and live if you compare that to any other brand and um, that's a significantly long period of time to have a a, a product keep going and, and keep receiving updates um, and we were able to do that um because of its um, internal memory chip the idea being is that if we bring products out with bigger and bigger storage then we can keep the products um, out for us as long as possible. And all of the new products that we're bringing out, so the Vertex, um, which has been out now for a while, um, and the Vertex Desert Soul, well, they've all got bigger internal memory, which obviously allows us to bring more and more updates down the line, which allows the product lifespan to last for as long as possible, which I think in terms of sustainability, that stops people from then selling the watch and buying the next one and going up and up and up, which you've seen with many encounters of the brands. I mean, it's in a way, it's very, it's not too dissimilar to fast fashion. Um, when you look at how people buy clothes, wear them once and then, and then get rid of them. But I think some other ways in which we um, we do quite well in terms of sustainability is that we, we're very focused on ensuring, and I have to be very careful here, but we try to ensure that our retail price stays constant. And that means that someone who buys a watch today buys the same watch at the same price in three months' time. They're not going to feel hard done by if they buy it in three months' time and the, and the retail price is 60 quid down. If you look at any other brand, most are discounting after the first 30 legal days. And that creates a very difficult triple down in trickle down in, in that 
they then sell that because it, they feel like they've lost value in in that watch and they then sell it to try and not lose any more money and then they go and buy the next product and then that's discounted and then they go and buy the next one and it's it creates a very very quick turnover effect of people buying gps watches which you know in themselves have lithium batteries or very very precious metals in them in, in a lot of cases and and that's just you know waste isn't it we're very fortunate to have in the USA our trading program, which allows for um, people to upgrade their watches by trading in their old pace watch and getting a, a voucher off a new watch. We'll then take that product, we'll take out the key hardware, and we'll put it into a new watch, or we'll recycle it in a way which is you know beneficial for the planet and also sustainable and, and beneficial and um, cost-effective for Coros as well. Absolutely fascinating stuff. I, I wasn't aware of the trading, but also the, the reusing. But it's great to have an opportunity, isn't it, to reuse the hardware and certainly maybe, you know, recycle that, that software. And it's great to hear all the robust um, sustainability plans and uh, actions that Chorus have got. When it comes to brand technology, though, Ben, you'll know as well as I do, there's uh, an, an infinite appetite from um, athletes and uh, people out there wanting to get product or the next uh, improvement on a certain technology, whatever it may be. I'm guessing that Chorus has got some exciting plans for the future in terms of products and growth of the brand. When it comes to that, what can you tell us about the future of the products and any uh, maybe insights into uh, where you're going to be going next? Well, I've seen our product roadmap and it's very, very exciting. Um, I've got to be relatively tight-lipped about it, of course, because we haven't gone to launch yet. We have a lot of our products still in beta testing. I don't want to get in trouble, Ben. <laughs> um, so we've got a lot of products in beta testing currently just to make sure that there's no major bugs um, so that we can meet our launch dates. But what I can say is we will have product launches and we will have software launches this year, so software and hardware. Um, I've been saying to people that Last year was really the year that sort of Coros came onto the market. Um, and that was really the awareness year. Um, that was the year that we did Elliot Kipchoge. We had him on board. We got our Pace 2 um, coming out, you know, the lightest GPS watch in the world. Um, and probably also the best value watch in the world, £180 for all of its features. Um, and, and, it, and, and the whole year of that was really about creating awareness. And, and it really brought Coros onto the scene. I'm going to say that this year is going to be the year that everybody starts to take Coros seriously because as a brand which is relatively small in comparison to all the brands that we mentioned before, you know, it's going to be the year that people start to sit up and listen and actually start to take the brand more seriously. And there is one of the brands which we mentioned before i'm not going to say which one it is but i'm sure it's probably quite relevant uh, or people can find out themselves by a simple google search but one of those brands has not been really doing very well recently and i, I would say that cross is going to replace them in that tier should we say um, and that's all i can really say but I, I'm very excited and it's a great company to be, in part, to be a part of because the wearable sector is obviously growing all the time. And it's not just, you know, we're not just looking at watches here. We're looking at, you know, hearables and we're looking at heart rate monitors and we're looking at everything related to, you know, creating a ecosystem of being able to track your health and your well-being. Um, and it's very exciting to be part of this as and also a technology boom um, in the wearable space. But I think Coros is trying to focus on is being the best in the performance segment. So as I said before, we've got our track and we've got our trail and we've got our ultra. We've also got within that water sports and cycling um, and also mountaineering. But there are secondary tiers in terms of our product focus. But in terms of those three focuses, we're going to aim to be the best in all of those going forward. Whereas if you look at a lot of the other brands, they're aiming to go more and more 
towards the 90% of the market. So I'm going to use Garmin as an example here. Um, their venue SQ, which they brought out X number of months ago, is very, very, very similar looking to the Apple Watch. It's square. It's an AMOLED screen. It looks very similar and it does relatively the same job. They're going after that 90% of the market, which there's a lot more money there, of course, than if there is in ultra running, because ultra running is very, very small um, in comparison. But by doing that, I think they're losing and forgetting a lot about their core original audience, which was the people who were buying the e-trex GPS units to go out and do a, a run or a walk around um, you know, their local national park or forest or whatever. Um, and I think Kuros is coming along and actually picking up a lot of the users which have been previously forgotten about by those brands. I suppose finally, my final question would be, in this space, you know, there's opportunities, but also out of this space, there's a lot of opportunities as well, isn't there? And when it comes to health and well-being and so on and so forth, have you had insight into where Coros may go in the future, maybe in, you know, three, four, five years time outside of space? Or is it that definitive, we're going after those 10%, we're going after that, as you put it, for niche, but actually we're going to drive hard down that avenue first before even going off down the side streets? I know where the strategy is going. I can't talk about the strategy, but what I will talk about it is objectively. So I think for a brand like Coros or a brand that's operating within the tech wearables segment, as sooner or later, you will have to go after the larger segment of the market in order just to be you know, sustainable and, and, to, and to be profitable. We're in a very, very good position whereby I think the, the scale of which ultra running as a community is growing, matches that of Coros. Um, so in terms of, if you look at Coros as a cult almost and its customers, people who want a GPS watch that you know lasts longer than they do, that is growing very, very similarly in, in, in the way that the ultra running community is growing. Um, and obviously more ultra running events are popping up all the time. Um, and so our aim is to become the best ultra running watch in the in the world. Um, it just so happens that uh, another brand brought out a GPS ultra runners watch just the other day, um, and I think you know that shows that ultra running is becoming you know more and more popular, um, and that for that particular company it was important for them to feel that they had to be you know the best of it also. But I think if you were to look at that particular company, you know, they go after specific segments, which is which used to be the 10%. They go after diving and then they go after all the other ones within cycling and then, you know, mountain biking and and all these other things. And then they piece it up to build a business. And that and that's great. You know, and I think that's kind of similar in the way that we would go, but we would we would start to look at more the more and more niche categories of those. Right. So track running is a very, 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 very niche category, but we're the best at it. And we have um patent pending technology like the track run mode, um, which allows for super, super, you know, accuracy tracking um, of running on a track, which no other brand can replicate. You know, we've got wrist-based running power on our watches. Um, so you don't need a pod or an additional accessory to um, track running power, which are all amazing little features for a growing brand, you know, and, and pair that with our marketing of working with some of the best runners of all time. Um, it's really sort of putting us into a situation where we can really excel any, anywhere we go and anything we do, we can win. Very interesting stuff. Also, Ben, just to finish off, where can people find out more about um, Coros and of course yourself? Yep. Yeah, well, um, I'm Ben Clark on LinkedIn, so I'd be happy to connect and talk through anything um, running related or cycling related. 
people that can, can check out the Coros website, www.coros.com. We have a UK website as well. Um, and our distributor in the UK is 2Pure. So we've got retailers all up and down the country as well. Um, a lot of online retailers and, and retailers, obviously, all across the continent and around the world as well. So um, everywhere, basically. But uh, I would hope that we'll be in a situation whereby we can speak again next year. And, you know, the whole future ahead of us will be just as fast growing as it was in the past year. That's perfect. Thanks very much to you for your time. I know you're a busy man and I know that you're whenever you're part of a growing brand, there's always uh, time for things, but sometimes uh, you have to make time. And you've made time for us today on the Running Industry Podcast and I'm really grateful. Thanks very much, Ben. Brilliant. Thanks a lot. So that's it for another Running Industry Podcast and our brand spotlight focusing this week on the Coros brand. And good luck to Ben and all of the team for 2021 and beyond. I'm grateful as ever to everyone who tunes into the show. And over the coming weeks, we've got some amazing guests from ultra running greats to coaches and brand owners. Thanks as ever for listening. And remember that reviews and ratings always help the running industry podcast in gaining exposure. So it would be great if you could give us a rating and a review. And of course, make sure that you subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, you can follow us on social media via at Run Industry. A quick mention again that we'd be really grateful for any support via Patreon. Links are in the show notes and on the website at runningindustrypodcast.com where you can catch all of the episodes of the show. Keep listening. Keep spreading the word and we'll keep making the podcast. I'm Matt Ward and the Running Industry Podcast is a supersonic production. Thanks for listening and until the next time, goodbye.